Welcome everybody to this week's podcast. Um, Casper has decided to jump on this week and ask some questions, no doubt for himself or maybe for the audience. So without further ado, I'll allow you to take the wheel. So uh, first of all, I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for taking uh, my questions and also the questions that I have acquired through some of my community. Mm -hmm. um, bringing awareness to, to, to people and, and uh, in my community is, is something that I've been taking on and, and trying to answer some tricky questions of, of life is, is helpful to, to talk about and to express. So, so next one. So probably just jumping right into it, like uh, just to introduce myself a little bit. Um, first and foremost, I'm, I'm, I'm just a man, a, a flawed but perfect man, you know, with, with imperfections and, and, uh, and confusion, but also being guided by internal intelligence. And, and uh, so, yeah, overall a searcher originally, um, originally I kind of, but I'm, been unsatisfied when when growing up leaving home and not ever being uh satisfied with with my my present experiences changing life and never settling so so overall i feel that i'm a searcher and uh and looking looking for truth so so this is uh this is one of my paths that has led me to this podcast awesome um so without further ado i'm going to actually address some of uh the questions that were presented to me um, is it a specific a specific group that you work with, or or I mean, um, the name of it? Yes, yes, and no. Yeah, yeah. So yes and no. So the, so originally, I had intended to collect questions from a, a, a Facebook group that essentially was created that had uh, that had gained uh, quite a bit of popularity called the Uplift Project. Now, originally, this group was the purpose of the group was just to post certain. Uh, certain uplifting content and self-development kind of information and just generally be a community of, of, um, of support. Yeah. Uh, so I acquired some questions from that community. Uh, I had the opportunity to post some of your posts on, on that particular page that had received good feedback. And, uh, and I brought awareness to a few people about, about your journey um, and, and how you would be able to provide some guidance or, or, or some direction in general, a spark as you would call it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Great. Great. So first question might be a little, a um, little complicated, but, but very important. Uh, so this is from Kai in and he goes in tribute to all the various mental health awareness expressions as of late. Do you have any thoughts and or feelings or experience with the use of psychotherapy as provided by a professional psychologist or a therapist as means of personal or spiritual growth? And if so, what are they? Just about everyone suffers from mental imbalance dysfunction to a lesser or greater degree. So when or would it be reasonable to ever hire a pro? Well, my first question to Kai would be, what's his definition of a pro? Because if his definition of a pro is somebody who, as an example, has went through a college course and has a piece of paper, then we'd be 
very on a line with each other because that's not what I would see as a pro. Uh, what I would see or who I would see as a pro, and I don't even like to use that word. I prefer to just use the word intelligence. People of intelligence will be very beneficial to assisting other people. And when I say intelligence, I mean somebody who has experienced life very deeply in specific aspects where that individual has come to a point of really understanding how that part of life works and how he can assist other people with it. So I just wanted to make that a very clear distinction first, because if someone's went through a college course or a degree and has papers, um, these are, in many cases, these are the people who I witness firsthand actually creating further damage to individuals who go to them for psychotherapy or, or any form of counseling to help. Um, many people who come to, to the work that I do, I'm usually kind of like the last, the last stop because, okay, I've, I've tried and I've exhausted everything else and nothing else has worked. So I get to speak to a lot of people who have been down that route and it's only made the situation worse. It's only made their mental health issues more, more rooted and grounded into them as an individual and more a part of their own identity. Now, I can guarantee there are many, many people who really benefit from psychotherapy and in many cases, it's probably saved some people's lives or kept them alive to function. But it's such a huge question because there's so many different options. There's so many different variables that can be included within the answer, if that makes sense. No, makes perfect sense. There's so many individuals out there that are on different stages of their path and different understanding of their material that they study and different levels of their own self-awareness. So absolutely, there could be one psychologist that could be very, very well-balanced, and there could be another psychologist that will be on medication himself trying to control his disbalance or any kind of dysfunctions that might be in his life. And so I absolutely. I've that a lot in just my own studies in Chinese medicine a few years back, how the practitioners who lived by the books and followed the books, the prescriptions in the books, they were very useless when it came to actually assisting anybody. It's the people who went off and actually experimented with what they were doing and, and really attempted to figure out the deeper aspects of what they were working with and why they were working with it. These are the people who really were able to assist others. But because... I feel like social media causes a big rift in between who can actually help a person and who thinks they can help somebody. Um, an example is someone might come to me for some mentoring or a session and then I see them post something a month later where they're holding a workshop based on what they were coming to me for help with. You know, it's complete, uh, it's complete craziness. And this is why these types of positions and, and dealing with mental health, a lot of this work isn't regulated and it can never be regulated. This is where there's a danger aspect that comes in. 
where people are, are actually damaging and creating more toxic habitual processes inside of people that they're attempting to assist. So just be intelligent, I would say, to anyone looking to seek outside guidance. Really, really be as intelligent as you can be when choosing. I guess in my own kind of journey myself, there was a time where where I had a lot of fear within myself, a lot of discomfort and a lot of hopelessness. And I didn't have enough of the strength or self-awareness to know that a lot of what I seek was inside. And I was trying to find a way to escape that feeling. And so for those people that are looking for that relief, sometimes, you know, turning to the pro or the professional or the doctor that can provide the magic pill for, for that, for that feeling or that just imbalance to go away is something that's very common in today's society. And it's, it's, it's great to say, okay, well, you need to be self-aware and, and try to try to grow out of that. But some people are so in a place of suffering where, where it's really difficult to, to tell somebody to, to do the work on their own and, and to find some assistance was, uh, is basically, uh, a way for people to to f find that relief and i'm just uh I, I guess i'm just segueing into uh into personal different circumstances and how to really how do you feel would be the very first stepping point or the first go-to to try to get away from that engulfing fear of the unknown and to really to really start to work towards balance Knowing yourself is the first and the last stop that I would recommend to anybody. When someone is dealing with something very overwhelming and very all-encompassing in their life to the point where they can't really do anything else, they need help, they need relief, they need the pill. Right. This situation is dangerous because, as you said, the person will probably clutch at any little promise, any magic solution, anything with a price tag. They'll just do it because all they want is some relief. What I would be really wanting people to engage within themselves is a new way of relating to, to mental health. And what I mean by that is rather than looking at how can I fix myself, how can I fix this problem that's happening to me, start to relate with yourself a little bit different from a point of understanding that your innate intelligence is showing you this imbalance in you because you need to look at it. You need to understand it in order to actually heal it and transcend it. Now, taking a pill or taking some medicine, it's going to be a very quick and immediate relief. That's why people like drugs, because it's immediate. But it's not going to do anything. No, no medicine, you know, no Western medicine, we need to be clear about this, really cures anything. All it does is hides it. All it does is shifts it or changes it a little bit or changes your chemistry so you can continue to live your life with it 
without having it get in the way of you having to be a slave to what you've been convinced you must do. People really some people start, even, pardon. Some some people even use suicide to escape as well, which yeah. might you know, which is a really long term solution to a short term problem, but. People use is, uh, to escape. People use everything to escape because of how we've been dealt with and how our power has been pulled out of us. It's been strangled out of us. Kids are, are primed and prepped in this manner. You know, your, your self-sufficiency is wiped out of you as quickly as possible for society to be able to sell you things, to be able to test and examine you, to be able to give you an A or an F, you know, whether it goes on the fridge or doesn't go on the fridge, whether you've been a good boy or girl or a bad boy or girl, we're raised like that. So as soon as anything goes wrong in our adult life, who do we look to to save us? The guards. The people who've put us in prison. <laughs> we put our hands out saying, please save me. Please help me. But it's put you in there in the first place. And it will never be able to take you out of it. This is why everything I do with individuals is about bringing them back to their own intelligence. Bringing them back to their own ability to trust themselves and to learn how to love themselves as deeply as possible so they can really come to actually heal a lot of the stuff that was never intended for them to be experiencing. It's just the result and the response of being put in an environment that was never intended for us. You take a fish out of water, you know, he's going to die pretty quickly. Now you mentioned that medicine is not not a healing property in today's society. How? What are your thoughts on general disease, sicknesses, cancer, and the medical treatment that's provided in today's society? Do you feel that that is a venue that people should avoid, and maybe like how? how what are your thoughts on on that? Once you enter into the medical system, then you're, you're a part of it for the rest of your life, unless you do something drastic. Also, let's be real, chemotherapy, as horrific as it is, it will grant some people some extra years. It won't grant them any deeper essence of health because of just the damage it does in general. But it will give someone an extra, you know, number of years to be with family or to, to just live their life. But it should never get to that point. We need to be preventative in how we live our life. We need to start re-engaging with our innate intelligence because the reason dis-ease is there is because you're in dis-ease with yourself. And I don't want this for one second because of the way I'm talking, like have people close off to the information I'm sharing. I don't want them to just say, oh, new age shit, I'm done. Because that is one of the most ignorant things an individual can do. We are of nature. 
You didn't come into this world. You came out of it. Everything that goes on in this ecosystem is there to keep us alive and to keep us healthy, but we have become so detached from what's natural when it comes to just where we live, where we work, what we do to work, the types of people we're around, the types of discussions we have, how we relate to our own sexuality, our own feelings, our own emotions. Everything has become so unnatural that, of course, it's going to bring the organism into a state of major dis-ease. Medical intervention, it shouldn't get to that point. We shouldn't have to have it get to that point. The wonderful thing about it is if we're driving and we crash, somebody breaks their leg or someone is completely torn open, they can go to a surgeon and someone can stitch the body back. That's beautiful. That's, that's awesome. Because it's still the body's intelligence that will continue to repair that person after they've been put back together. <laughs> These are just little examples, but what I really want to get at is start the healing process, even if you think you're pretty healthy. Most people who think they're pretty healthy, they realize when they start getting a little bit more conscious of how they live their life, how they treat themselves. Most people suffer from a disease called self-hatred. So when you start to come upon that, form of illness you will realize that okay i gotta be accountable starting from today i gotta start doing my life in alignment with me starting from today the questions you're asking they're very broad casper so i won't really be able to go too specifically into one part of that but i'm sure you understand that um i'm trying to cover what i can cover just based on the the monumentalness of the individual question. Right. No, no, you're doing great, Chris. It's, uh, you're definitely addressing the question. So um, I'm just trying to do a full circle of, of a lot of our fears towards life. Um, so we talked about, we talked about mental health. And talked the, about the biggest fear that people have is not, is not being in control of everything and not feeling secure. This is why we hand our life over to other people and to society. Throughout culture, we've handed over our, our, our life to religion mm-hmm. and the fear of, of death and, 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 and religion just in general has had a, a very strong hold over society. Um, this is going to be a broad question again, but <laughs> do you think... That- do you think that religion has has um, is another method of dealing with that that fear, whether it be the fear of life or the fear of death or the fear of sickness? Like, is faith is faith a, a good place to turn to in, in forms of when of, a person <clears throat> when an individual has not made contact with their own Lord and Savior internally that dictates and governs their individual life 
then the person's going to feel confused. The person's going to feel detached. The person's going to feel lonely. The person's going to feel at risk. The person's not going to feel secure. So it's immediately going to look to attach itself to something that offers all of that. But until a person can come to the place of, of getting so close to themselves that they start to make contact with their own spirit, and I don't mean this from, from a detached way. I mean from a felt sense, not from an ideology. You feel it. You feel the godliness that's present in you. You feel the divinity source, whatever word a person wants to use for it. I don't care, but it's there. But until a person comes to that place of self-sovereignty, they really will always be looking to attach themselves to something external, that promises that safety blanket. Whether it's alcohol or drugs as well, because they're also a type of religion. So you're... So what you're saying is to... to to get... How how does one go about to to get that connection to themselves. Like, so there's, of course, uh, the meditation craze and the mindfulness and every, everything that, that, that we read, um, to, to, to do your meditation, you know, twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, a lot of people are now meditating to achieve something and not, not necessarily to sit and to be aware, but, but they have this, goal this landmark that they want to achieve this certain state that they want to impress on themselves how does one go about to to strengthen that connection to 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 connect with their godliness there's one answer that i give to people and it's such a simple answer and it's so uncomplicated that people have no idea how to actually commit to applying it because they need the complicated. But I'm going to give that answer anyway. It's awareness of self. Awareness, awareness, awareness. If you don't have awareness of your situation, of how you function, of how you operate, of what motivates you to do the things that you're doing in your life, you are asleep totally. And you will never be able to grab the wheel. So the first middle three-quarter last step for a person is awareness without it you don't even exist (laughs) your intelligence can't be there so when i say awareness from a practical standpoint first get aware of all those different qualities that i just spoke to the first thing the person really should start focusing on is letting go of getting rid of and understanding the things that they're doing that have no benefit and no enhancement to their life. Anything that you're doing that's hurting you, that's harming you, that you really and truly in the depth of your soul do not want to do. Anything that you're doing just because, oh, well, society or life says that's just normal. Anything that you've signed up to via that mechanism, stop. Put it down and get as far away from it as you possibly can. A person, for the most part, is very distracted 
we've been trained to be very distracted. So we can't really focus or look at anything in ourselves for a long duration of time that will bring clarity. So we need, or you need, or the individual needs to start working on that. Letting go of distractions. Humans, <laughs> we've become so dumb. We've become such idiots. <laughs> and we have so much intelligence innately. But we've become so dumb because we've become so distracted. Our attention spans, our ability to focus or concentrate, an individual's ability to just sit there and enjoy being bored, enjoying even daydreaming for whatever it's worth. If people don't get to experience this pleasure anymore, this pleasure will bring you closer to who you are, to your purpose and to what you really need to be stepping in line with. So first, to make space for the quietness, to make space for the boredom, the beautiful boredom, <laughs> you need to let go of everything that you are pointlessly filling up your time with just to not be bored. From that point, get rid of anything that's not an enhancement to you, that's taking from you, that makes you feel terrible. How do you know all of this? By being aware of how your body responds when you do these things. This is where medication comes in to keep people dumb. Like, oh, I have digestive issues. Of course you do. You keep doing something that you shouldn't be doing. It causes you stress and anxiety and fear. But you call it anxiety and you go to the doctor and you go to the psychoanalysis person and they says, here, take a pill for anxiety. And you take it and it numbs you. So now you get a little bit more dumb and a little bit more dead. So you can walk around staying out of alignment with yourself. You've got to get sensitive. A person's goal should be to get as sensitive to everything that they possibly can get sensitive to. The more sensitive you are, the more intelligent you are. Which brings us to the next issue. <laughs> People don't want to feel anything. <laughs> People are terrified. We become so terrified of any real emotion. Someone's boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with them. I'm sad. Here's some pills. You're depressed. Take these pills and now you're going to be on them for the next couple of months or years and it's going to completely ruin your, your makeup and it's going to completely numb you. How we deal with humans, how we deal with ourselves has become utterly toxic, hateful, unintelligent, and in a way that I, I don't know how much longer we can continue being like this, which is why I do the work that I do. I'm fine telling the truth, even if it's dismal. I'm fine saying it because we need to hear it. And I have to work with people in this position almost every day. So I'm beyond tolerating it. People need to be supported. Individuals need to know how beautifully powerful they are as individuals. 
and how they've just never been brought to that place. They've never been shown it. They've never felt it because of how disarmed they've become. And it's not anyone's fault. So anyone listening to this who feels like shit or is being triggered by some of the things that I'm saying or feels shame or anything like that, that is not my intention. My intention is to bring awareness to the fact that you as an individual do not need to be living the way you're living. It's a lie. And that lie is stealing your life from you at an alarming rate. No, I may have went off topic a little bit. Not at all, Chris. You just, not at all. That, that lie that you speak of, that lie is integrated in our society, though. So there's everybody working the daily grind to make ends meet. And if they're not, then they're distracting themselves on social media or Netflix or movies. And if they're not doing that, they're struggling to achieve perfect health or perfect fitness or perfect spirituality. There's always a mission in mind to, to make ends meet. So my next question is, is to cultivate abundance and to live in harmony of your authentic self, how do you do that? How do you find balance and, and, and survive and thrive in a materialistic world that is designed to, to distract us, designed for us to work and not feel? And not, you know, how, how, do we, how do we find that balance, say, with family and, and, and with work and with these responsibilities, quotation marks, to, to really to really thrive and, and, and be alive in, in our lives. We begin by realizing that it's a process. Some people may be in the life situation. For me, as an example, when I started to go through my process, I was in a life situation where, for me, I'm kind of an all or nothing type of an individual. So I couldn't half step it. I couldn't half-ass it. My body was not allowing me to keep functioning within that level of madness and all those things that weren't intended for me. So for me, I literally just stopped doing anything. I quit the job that I had. I, I walked away from everything that I did not want to be a part of. I walked away from it. And from that point, yeah, I had no income. I had no money. I didn't have some of the friends that I used to have. I didn't have some of the social circles, the individuals, the, the crazy support systems that I once depended on so much. So I had a whole lot of space. Almost like you're sitting in an empty apartment that you've just gutted and removed everything and now you're scratching your head going, okay, now what? For me, I felt like having all of that space allowed so much abundance to rush to me rather quickly because the monetary situation, it took some time, but I was looked after. It happened. It went the way it needed to go. I found a job that was more suited to me at that time. Things would start gradually working themselves out as I showed a commitment to staying in alignment with myself. Abundance is really about how you're relating with yourself because the internal is always manifesting on the external. But when people nitpick, people are so terrified of, of you know, I had bills. 
I had a loan. I had to pay something like nine or ten grand to. It may not be much to some people, but to me at the time it was a lot because I had nothing. I just walked away from it. I said, "I'll get back to it when I can get back to it." Most of the things in this society that people tell you you must do, bullshit. There are ways right. around everything in this life. Everything. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they are so trapped that they can't start living their life. Because that is the worst situation that anyone can possibly feel themselves to be in. Because in that way, their life is almost finished. They're just sticking around in their, in their woeful situation. I'm here to say that there is nothing in this life that you cannot walk away from if you choose to step up take responsibility stay true to yourself and move accordingly this is just the fact but it's people's fear people's minds start telling them oh i can do a little bit of this but i can't do that because that's a little bit too much and life says your wish is my command and you're reflected on that level which isn't very much how can you create abundance in a materialistic world? It's easy. Be abundant with yourself. Love yourself deeply. Take great care of yourself. Put yourself first. Always. Have you be your own religion. You need to be the, the God and the director that you follow because it's sitting inside of you. This is who you need to get real with. This is who you need to start communicating with, feeling, moving and dictating your life. This is when you will finally be in a place of total abundance. But to get there sometimes can be very difficult. And sometimes to get there, it can be not as difficult. It's based on how much Kool-Aid you've drank, how many times you've taken the biscuit, how gullible, how trapped, how much you've walked and invested yourself into a society that does not have your best interest in its vision at all. But it's incredibly possible to be in this society, but not be of the society. And that's how I live my life personally. I'm incredibly abundant in my life. I live very differently to, to pretty much everyone I come in contact with. And with that freedom, you know, you run into other things that, that will seem difficult or will seem challenging. And until I got to the point of being as free as I am right now, I never would have realized that the most challenging part of life is being free. <laughs> as when the real insecurity that's when the real stuff starts to come up in you when you found your place of total freedom yeah and the way you respond to things change as well mm -hmm. and their impact changes many people that's something i've definitely started and they want freedom but as soon as they start to get a taste of it it scares the shit out of them and they want to run back to their to their security, to their false sense of security. Yes. 
I'd rather be chained to the, oh, I'd rather swim in the waves of uncertainty than be chained to the pillars of certainty. Yeah, I heard that. You say that. <laughs> I said that as well until I experienced it. <laughs> I was like, what, what's this? <laughs> I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> Well, the more I live life, the more I see that it does provide what you need when you need it. And the only thing that matters is how you react to your challenges, whether the challenges are built a huge mountain that defeats you or, or are, they, are they there for you to help you learn and grow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just the point you made in that, in that comment that life will always have what you need. And that's a clear distinction to make compared to what you want. Right. <laughs> life has what you need, but your mind may want something totally abstract to that. That is, that is in no way beneficial for you. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get what you want because what you want may destroy you. When you get more in alignment with yourself, what you want will actually be what you need. And what you need will be what you want. That's how you can see your, your uh, growth or your evolution or your process becoming more in alignment. I really like this theme we had, Chris. I had... I had a couple more questions that were completely off themed, but I think that I would rather rather keep it the way it is. Okay, it's up to you. I never mind jumping off topic, but if you'd like to keep it that way, then by all means. Well, there are a few questions that you have answered that I have from from the audience, but we we could address them essentially. But you definitely have covered this before and i'm sure within your work you you see you find yourself repeating uh, repeating some of the same yes. information <laughs> every day <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> so so there's definitely a lot more content there for people that are looking for for answers and i i definitely uh i encourage encourage everybody and everybody listening to to check out chris's stuff because it's uh it's definitely helped me on my journey I'd like to thank you very much for taking the time to, to take my questions and the questions very from well. the um, I, I, Thank I, you I, to you and to everyone else who, who invested questions. And it was short, sweet, to the point. It was great. I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I always get goosebumps uh, listening to some of your words, Chris. So definitely appreciate that. And if for any reason your your community would like to to you know, have a second part to this, or they even like to follow up um, with questions for themselves personally, then I'm more than happy to facilitate some type of a webinar for you guys someday. If you'd like to, if you'd like to get a group together for that, that'd be great. That'd be great. I also. Uh... It also even be a possibility to uh, segue a part two, if that's something that you're open to, of to course. change the theme up a little bit. Um, because like I said, I, I do have some questions more closer related to sexuality and to sexual energy and, and 
intimate anxiety and stuff like that. So I, I, I would like to maybe maybe schedule a part two if that's something you'd be interested in. For sure, for sure, always. Oh, great, great. So I'll, I'll follow up with you, Chris, on that. All right, Casper. Thank you so much, and I'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Cheers.